Good morning, mi amigos. Welcome to another episode of Five Minutes with Jim. On today's program, I'll be sharing a condensed history of the infancy of the American auto industry. Did you know that Henry Ford played a role in the founding of Cadillac? Now, who said history was boring? First, I would like to say thank you to the boys of the road crew for our great theme song, as well as their road trip expiring tunes. Take a listen at roadcrew66.com. Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. John and Horace Dodge launched a machine shop in Detroit shortly before the dawn of the new century and then expanded to include a small forge and foundry. Before launching the endeavor to manufacture a line of Dodge Brothers automobiles in 1914, they had supplied engines, transmissions, and other components for Ransom E. Olds, Henry Ford, and dozens of other pioneering automobile manufacturers. And John Dodge had even served as vice president of Ford Motor Company, Henry Ford's third automobile company. Ford's first endeavor was the Detroit Automobile Company, launched in 1899 with the city's mayor, William C. Mayberry, as a principal financial investor. In 1901, the company was reorganized as the Henry Ford Company. By March of 1902, investors had tired of Ford's continuing experimentation that prohibited initiation of production. So, they retained the services of Henry Martin Leland as a consulting engineer. This ticked Ford off, who demanded $900 and that the company no longer use his name as he walked out the door. So, once again, the company was reorganized. This time, it was named after the founder of Fort Detroit, a French explorer named Cadillac. As an historic footnote, shortly after acquisition of Cadillac by William Durant, founder of General Motors, Leland left Cadillac and launched a new company for the manufacture of aircraft engines. That company would later become a manufacturer of fine automobiles. It was named for the first president that Leland had voted for, Abraham Lincoln. The idea of combining several companies under one umbrella that Durant used as the template for creation of General Motors was the brainchild of Benjamin Briscoe. Briscoe had originally planned for the merger of Buick, Oldsmobile, Ford, and Maxwell Briscoe. Without the support of Henry Ford or Ransom Olds, the project was stillborn. Undeterred, Durant used Buick as the cornerstone for the launch of General Motors. Briscoe used Maxwell Briscoe as the foundation for a competitor, United States Motor Company. Maxwell Briscoe is at the foundation of another automotive dynasty. After the collapse of the United States Motor Company, this automobile manufacturer was reorganized as Maxwell Motor Company. The reprieve was short-lived. The post-World War I economic recession resulted in a precipitous decline in auto sales, and in short order, Maxwell dealers were hopelessly overstocked. Compounding the company's financial woes was an ill-conceived merger with Chalmers in 1922. Investors and bankers intervened to avoid a complete collapse of the company and retained the services of a consultant and manager with a reputation for restoring solvency to automobile companies. 
Walter Chrysler began his industrial career with the railroad, first as a roundhouse sweeper for Union Pacific and later as plant manager for American Locomotive Company. In 1910, he accepted the position of works manager for Buick, and by 1916, he was president of that company. In 1919, he began working for Chase National Bank to reorganize troubled auto manufacturers. His first endeavor was to reorganize and salvage the Willis Overland Company. After restoring the company to solvency, he accepted an assignment to perform a similar miracle at Maxwell. This time, however, rather than his standard salary of $1 million a year, he instead opted for stock options and controlling interest in the company. In 1923, a Maxwell Chrysler, a car that was largely a modified Willis Overland prototype, made its debut. Then in January of 1924, at the auto show at the Commodore Hotel in New York City, an all-new car was introduced, the Chrysler Model V70. I promised some surprising automotive history. Okay, folks, we must bid adios for this week. First, I'd like to thank the fine folks in Cuba, Missouri, Missouri's Mural City, for being this week's sponsor. Cuba is also home of the Wagon Wheel Motel, the longest continuously operated motel on Route 66. It's more than just a place to rest the weary head. It's a destination and a living time capsule. Thank you for joining us. Until we meet again, mi amigos, adios. See you next week. Come along for the ride Jim Hinckley's America Jim Hinckley's America